Hello, Internet, and welcome to uh, Say Report Junior, a podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every week. I'm one of your host companions, Zach Sarawick. And I'm your other host companion, Dale Decker. And I have some big news, Dale. We have been added to the Old Town Road remix, remix, remix. Hold on. Wait, what? We're just going to make up a whole... We're going to make up like a whole verse about something, and it's going to rhyme. And okay. we'll just get added on, and it'll be a 30-minute song by the time they get to us on the list. Is this real? Is everybody... No. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, I am prepared to do that. <laughs> I need you to understand. What I, thought, what I think we should do, though... Uh, when this does eventually definitely happen is that we should actually write uh, verses for We Didn't Start the Fire and we just put them <laughs> to Old Town Road. Really? <laughs> well, oh wait, I could do it. Well, we didn't start the fire. <laughs> no, we didn't start the fire. Put Billy Joel in there and forget about us is actually what should happen. That's probably smarter. Um, this is in the back. So, um... Have you seen the new video for that second version that came out with the four of them now? So I saw I saw the emoji one, and then I saw briefly, I didn't get to watch it, it's the Area 51 raid. Right, yes. Okay. For the Area 51 raid, they did an animated music video so, for the latest remix. So I <laughs> started watching it, and I wasn't able to finish it. But my plan is, when we are finished here, to watch it. God. Because... <laughs> It is incredible. Oh, I don't no. even understand oh, just, where that meme started, and I usually know these things. What? The alien? The Area, the 51, Area 51 raid? Specifically I, the Area 51 raid. I don't know where this I started. I have no idea. Um, I, I heard about it on Saturday. Like, one of my coworkers mentioned it. I'm like, what are these, these, what are these Area 51 things? And then they showed me all of them, and... Oh my god, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's like this weird thing of like I I don't know if like someone made some sort of joke. This is my pro this is the problem with it is I'm afraid that it started as some sort of joke about the, you know, border camps, <laughs> which would be sad. That yeah, someone was true. like, "Oh, we're going to go find the real aliens hmm. and not the immigrant aliens." I mean, we're going can... to Area 51 and then it snowballed from there. Unfortunately, like yeah. that's what I'm afraid yeah. of. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, that'd be. Uh, um, now I'm afraid. Uh, <laughs> know your meme. If you go to know your meme, we'll, we can find out. Oh, can we see. We could. Did you do anything this week while I Google this? Oh yeah, I've done. I've done quite a bit. <laughs> I've done things. I've, I've done stuff and things. Um. So am I? I'm just going. We're just going off. Yes, you. You Google going? That. I'm gonna. Um. Yep. Are you going to be listening? I feel like I'm just going to be talking to empty space if you're Googling. I mean, I'm reading. I'm no, going to – I'll nod and say, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> yep, like a good NPR host. Oh, that's another thing. Oh, that's – there's – wow, that was another thing I wanted to talk about that pissed me off. Um, Really grind my gears. No. <laughs> Jesus. So the things that I have done this week are I finally saw Dead Don't Die. Oh, you did? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm assuming from your laughter that you enjoyed it then. Yes. Okay. Immensely. <laughs> um, so the things I'm going to touch upon. Dead Don't Die. I finished Mr. Inglacius. <laughs> I started watching Scream Resurrection. Oh, God, I forgot about that because mm -hmm. I don't have access to it. So, like, I just – everything that's, like, new, my brain just immediately is like, well, I'll see that in a year when it's yeah. on Netflix somewhere. So, like, I just don't assume – like, my brain just shuts out when new things are happening. That's <sighs> okay. You just – you get you get there late, but you, you get to still enjoy it. It's fine. You're fashionably late. You're just <laughs> the cool kid. Um, so that I'm millennial late to everything. <laughs> uh, I went to my first book sale at a, at a library with my friend. That was interesting. And, um, I don't know why my voice started to crack here. <clears throat> and huh, what else? Oh, um, I watched the SpongeBob birthday episode. <laughs> that was weird too. Oh, is that the one where they like met the voice actors yeah well they don't meet them but they get to see them so i'll start with that first because it's the quickest okay um, hold on quick update 
it's just a Facebook post from like three months ago that for some reason is popular now. I don't know what happened. Um, but internet. like it went up on Facebook like months ago, like I say three, like a month ago. I think it's in June. I thought it was earlier than that. But like somewhere in June, a Facebook group went up that was just like, we're going to do this for no reason. It's yeah. not connected to anything other than someone was like, we're going to create a group to do it. And it's just become, okay, that's fine. At least it's not dark and terrible. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. That's good. All right. Good. I'm settled. <laughs> I'm settled. I feel I feel okay laughing at it now because <laughs> some of them are really good. I like their plan here, though, is that they've got a battalion of rock throwers, yep. a, a battalion of Kyles with monster energy drink, yep. and Naruto. Yep. Around to flank the sides. Yeah. So that's the so. that's one of the ones I saw. And I didn't. And then I had to get explained Kyle's with monster energy. And it was basically like everybody knows a Kyle. <laughs> They're obsessed with monsters. They'll do anything to get them. And yeah. yeah. So and then <laughs> I got I had the realization that I went to school with a lot of Kyles. <laughs> and like. I play D and D with a Kyle. Oh my! God. He's actually the actually Dungeon? he's probably the one that's supposed to keep us in check because he's the old wizard that was a statue <laughs> for two hundred and fifty years. Fantastic! That sounds incredible. God, this Google Trends chart. Yeah, this thing went up on June sixteenth in like uh-huh. there's nothing for like two weeks, and then all of a sudden like the last week and a half, it's like by the way, here's like a hundred percent increase Jesus. in Storm Area fifty one. <laughs> that's crazy. It's insane. And then Lil Nas X was just like, you get enough people, I'll stand outside that compound on a horse and sing Old Town Road at <laughs> Sure. <laughs> My God, I love it. Um, so, yeah. So, the SpongeBob birthday blowout episode was, was really, really fun. Um, it was like... <laughs> so, there was a moment where my mom called us because they've been traveling home and having their own, you know travel hiccups and whatnot but she she called us and Devin answered and I was like so engrossed in the episode and he he had to pause it and I was just like sitting there with a smile on my face and he's like yeah Dale's not paying attention to her phone or anything she is she's about, we're watching Spongebob so she's in like another world something she's just there <laughs> watching this and I was totally just like a kid again watching Spongebob be and be, be <laughs> an idiot and it was great um it's been a good year for you to just like have stuff that like made reminds like you kid. of like yeah. yeah it really like it's it's been mission impossible god damn it men in black i can't believe we talked about that dale that wasn't even last week's episode i, I can't believe that I just said Mission Impossible again. Oh my god. Jeez. Alright. So men in bad. Black. It was Men in Black. Then, what was the other one? Spider-Man? Was it Spider-Man? Uh, yes, it was MC. Yes, because it was Far From Home. You yeah. said that was the first time that you were like that since Iron Man that you were excited about like yeah. MC yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, and then and now Spongebob. It's, it's been a good, it's been a good Nice little trifecta of stuff coming back from my childhood. Um, but yeah, no. Damn it, they figured out how to make the nostalgia work. I know. This is the problem. Crazy. We were so clumsy about it for years that we were like, this oh, nostalgia stuff sucks. No, and then all of a sudden, make us good at it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was, too. I think Aladdin made me feel like Little Dale again. <laughs> yeah, you enjoyed Aladdin like a lot more than you thought you would, yeah. too. So that was, yeah. 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 So. Kind of weird one. Anyways, yeah, no, it was fun. It was really weird. But it's it's about the weirdest you'd expect from a SpongeBob episode where they go to the surface. <laughs> um, the you mean scene... the weirdest parts of every SpongeBob movie? Yes. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's spoilers for this birthday episode because I don't know if and when you can watch it or anything. But David Hasselhoff shows up again. Yay. Do they have his creepy robot? No. Uh, I don't think so. No. Man, that's the greatest thing is pictures of David Hasselhoff next to his creepy <laughs> robot from the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. I love it. No. Um, but so David Hasselhoff shows up and then all of the voice actors show up um in a weird weird moment of them being at the trusty slab and all of them assuming their characters but as humans. 
that SpongeBob and Patrick just watching Especially and loving like, every second of it. And uh, this is not meant to sound like ageist in any way. But they're old now. Yeah. The so, actors have been doing, not only been doing this show for 20 mm-hmm. years, but they were established well before that. Yeah. These are not like young voice actors we're talking about. So to be like, oh, by the way, here's Tom Kenny in his like 60 year old glory. That was the Tom Kenny talking as SpongeBob with his little fry cook hat. And in his, they were all dressed as their characters too, which God. Plankton's, I don't know their name i don't know the other voice actors names i i feel really bad about that i feel like i should i feel like i am especially because patrick is marshall's dad from how i met your mother that he's also in the stand uh thing as rob lowe's like friend oh he's so good in that i love him in Um, that anyway i feel like a bad spongebob fan for not knowing their names but the, the the voice actor for plankton comes in and he has a ski mask on with beautiful one eye hole and a mouth hole beautiful and i just Be- started beautiful i started cracking up and one percent evil and 99 percent gas and then- <laughs> beautiful beautiful costume work <laughs> but what makes it better is that the crusty crab crusty crab the mr crab's voice actor comes over and pulls the ski mask off and he has an eye patch on (laughs) and that's why he had the one hole commitment that's what that is this is thank you thank you thank you like it was just so funny and 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 beautiful and brilliant (laughs) and i loved every second of and like multiple characters from the past showed up so i was like pointing people out and i'm like oh my god the rock bottom people oh my god the convict the the strangler the the convict. oh the hash slinging slash no 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 oh. there's there's another episode where spongebob and patrick like free this serial killer guy oh, who is god. a strangler so that guy shows up and then the bully um the flounder bully shows up a uh, bubble bass is like helping plan the party and he does not ask where the pickles are and that upset me but like... <laughs> <laughs> well you wanged it sorry <laughs> this was almost a good anniversary episode <laughs> You winged it the, without the pickles. The best part, though, is like underwater. So the B story is that Sandy is gathered everybody to throw a surprise party for SpongeBob, and all these people show up, and it's Plankton, uh, <laughs> Mrs. Puff, Mr. Krabs, Sandy, Bubble Bass, and Squidward, who are like the six planning this. And for some reason, and again, what I, oh, Plankton. Did I mention Plankton? Plankton is uh, there who knows? Yes. to help plan it because, you know, Plankton and SpongeBob are best friends. Sure. Um, ever since the fun song. No, so they're planning it and they all like have He's differing. my greatest frenemy. <laughs> they have all differing ideas of what they want the party to be. So they split his pineapple up into different sections and Plankton's is a torture section i was gonna say so what he really wants is the fucking crabby patty recipe is what he actually wants well, he's planning a party to no, torture him not even that like that never comes up except for in the surface world <laughs> um the only time it comes up in in bikini bottom is when plankton sneaks into Patrick is in patrick's pocket jumps into spongebob's pocket to steal spongebob's keys to his house SpongeBob has the key to the Crusted Crab. So Plankton is looking at it and he's like, oh, Crabby Patty secret formula. And then he gets stomped on and Mr. Crab takes the keys. <sighs> That's it. That's the only mention of it underwater. But no, Plankton's like, no, SpongeBob, he's a masochist. He would love a torture themed party. And, and so he has like his area set up with all torture stuff. And he has... I don't know the one fish's name, but he has Fred. You know about Fred, right? The my leg guy? Yes. Okay. So he has Fred and this other guy hooked up, and their legs are, like, taped 
gets like stuck um tied down to boards and plankton starts doing one like pulling one guy's leg and he's like what is happening can can we not do this and then he goes to fred and he starts pulling it and pulling it and fred's leg starts getting larger and larger and fred's just standing there like what the fuck are you doing and and then plankton's like come on come on fred say it say it fred fred oh my god i can't even talk Fred, come on, say it, Fred. And then Fred was just like, oh, my leg. And it's like <laughs> the best payoff. <laughs> this has been two decades. Been doing this for two decades, okay? My leg is just supernaturally strong at this point. Oh, yeah, no. It was fun. It was really, really good. It was, I don't know. It's everything you'd want out of an anniversary type situation with SpongeBob. But um, Mr. Inglacius ended. <laughs> Weird. Did it end in any way that would be like, hey, if by the way this never comes back, there's this is like at least somewhat satisfying. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it it pretty much spoilers for Mister Inglacius. I I'm just gonna end it. Why not? It pretty much ends in an academic decathlon, and basically the whole setup of Mister Inglacius has been him trying to like help them get ready for this academic decathlon to like show that. Hey, my kids can beat the honor kids. And, you know, it's like, it's about, you know, believing in them and trusting them and like trusting that they're, they will learn if you listen to them and, and if they listen to you and all of that. Like, it's a, it was a really nice little, you know, thing. But so it ends with that. The last episode is about one of his students who is, who is honor level. Um, but she is in his class, you know, with the quote unquote, you know, I, Less, I, lesser children. Yeah. Like <laughs> one of they're the not characters, honor children. yeah, they're not honor students. They're, you know, but they're cause they're, cause I don't want to call them dumb cause they really aren't like they, they're really, really no, smart I, I when they, the whole point is that it's like, Oh, by the way, the yeah. arbitrary way that we grade these children exactly. doesn't make any sense exactly. because these kids are perfectly fine yeah 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 so but with this one girl who is like she has a bright future she has you know she is the typical quote-unquote you know quote-unquote um model honor student someone convinces him to like move her to the honors class before the academic decathlon and she kind of just has to follow through with that and follow suit and then She's like, yeah, that's really cool how I had to leave my team. And then um, she gets to come back and she helps them, like, come back together and also helps them believe in each other and believe that they can do stuff and remember things and, and that they did learn stuff throughout the school year. Um, but basically they win the academic decathlon showing that the honors kids are, you know, just more students um, but who are just more focused on school than the other ones. Like Marisol, Marisol, who is the, you know, the honors, you know, perfect honors student. She's like juggling three jobs because she has to help support her family. So it's like, but you know, it's like, yeah, no, all of these students are students. They just need to do different things than what the honor students need you know, to do. Real life situations. Yeah, that exactly. Get in the way of, exactly. Yeah. And, um, like, another kid, like, his his dad isn't really in the picture, so you can kind of tell that, you know, he's got other stuff on his mind, and he's, like, trying to be this cool kid, and it's just, it's really cool. But, um, yeah, it ends with them all kind of looking into going to college, even though they're sophomores. Um, yeah. that well, junior year is kind is, of yeah. where people start looking at that that's, stuff. So I guess I theoretically, say. like that's where you're looking at like PSAT situations yeah. and yeah. things like that. Yeah. But, but this, they're sophomores, and they were like putting in applications and like God. going going on tours and whatnot. So it was nice. It did end in a way where it's like, okay, I at least I know these kids are going to be good. At least I know that they're gonna. They've kind of made this family together, and that they are going to move on to better and brighter things. Um, which is really weird because it's only 10 episodes and it really is heavily, it, it focuses heavily on, you know, Inglacius and like his humor and how he interacts with everybody. But the little stuff with the, with the students really did was like, oh, these kids are like, 
these kids are like a family. These kids are some of their, like, some of each other's best friends. Like, they clearly care about each other, which I did not expect to happen. <laughs> um, but no, it was really good. If you, I mean, it's it's cute. It's, it's you know, it makes you feel I mean, good at 10 episodes, times. Yeah. five hours out of your day to sit yeah. down and watch all of them. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like I said, even like in those, there's weird, like there are weird parts that kind of make you uncomfortable, but they're supposed to, um, they're supposed to make you uncomfortable in a way, because obviously at the end of the episode, everything comes to light and everybody realizes why they've been stupid. Um, so it's like, yeah, okay, good. You learned your lesson. Um, but even those moments are like really good, you know thought processes uh not thought thought experiments i guess i don't know um but yeah it was it was fun i recommend it to people um the other thing who oh, do i want to talk about scream we or... will let's let me do it this way we'll talk, talk about scream next week if i can <clears throat> die it. and what never worry about it nope just coughing anyway um, if I get a chance to watch it by next week, that way we can talk yeah, about it. Yeah, okay, all one right. Week to, one week to try Yeah. and watch this show. All right. Fair enough, fair enough. I'll, yeah, because I got some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was texting you about some of the stuff, but I got you more were, stuff. But you were like, didn't want to tell me anything. Yeah. So you were just like, my God, this show. What is this <laughs> show doing? The best part was uh, while I was watching it, my doorbell rang and that shit don't happen. My doorbell hardly rings. <laughs> and I was like, nope. <laughs> nope. Um, so, yeah. So, I'll talk about Dead Don't Die. Oh, I went to a book sale. And book sales are really freaking cool. And I didn't realize how cool they were. But you could get a bunch of books. Like, I just like, like you walk into a room and you're like, y'all hear about books? Books are awesome, <laughs> man. Y'all ever try these book things? <laughs> yeah. Got stories in them. Did you know that? <laughs> There's like words on these pages. <laughs> yeah, I thought no. I had to fill this whole thing out myself. It was uh, it was cool. It was it it just made me. It was very overwhelming because I've said this before. I, I do I love books. I just don't read. That's the th issue with me is that I am I will buy a book because it looks cool and never read it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of that's a fairly standard thing that happens. Yeah. That's why I was like so excited to get back into like audiobook stuff because mm. i just throw that on while i'm pacing around at exactly, work all day yeah so yeah it was but i walked in there and i got to check out some the the dvd area so that was cool i got i got uh garbage fail kids for a two dollars god <laughs> unopened. Did you really unopened yeah hmm. what a shame <laughs> what a shame that no one has cracked listen, open this tab and sat listen, down and watched this beauty listen it is a beauty garbage fail kids is great have you seen it? It's been a very long time. If you say no. Um, but yeah, I walked in there. And it I've was seen just the like, trading cards. The, I've seen... <laughs> you haven't seen the movie. Um, uh. But yeah, it was just like, I walked in there and I'm like, this is so overwhelming because all of these books look super cool and super old. And I'm I can get a giant stack of paperweights for $5. <laughs> yeah, yes, please. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, it was really fun. It was, it was a good time. But yeah, uh, the biggest, the biggest thing was probably Dead Don't Die. I got to go see that. And I got to see it at that Route 1 Cinema Pub. I oh, yeah. I mentioned it before. Um, you haven't been there yet, right? No. Okay. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, that's that has to happen. <laughs> that has <laughs> to agree. happen at some point. Um, but yeah, so it, it's kind of the perfect movie for that environment too. Is what I'm gonna start this with. <laughs> I mean, yeah, small um, <clears throat> like indie movie kind of thing. Like yeah. the Avon and Providence is the same way. Like there's mm -hmm. a certain type of movie that you're gonna go see at those places. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't want to see, for the first time, like, one of the big action movies or, or um, you know, anything big there. But the the smaller things... I mean, um, so just I just so you know, I did bring this up while you were just talking. Are you sure you don't want to go see Detective Pikachu at Cinema Pub? Because <laughs> well, that seems like such a small indie hit. Uh, I was not expecting that to be the first thing I saw. That's all. Anyway, sorry. Wait, what? Wait, hold on. I'm on Route 1 Cinema Pub. Oh! Website. Hold on! They're showing Detective, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu is there? Until July 18th, yeah. Zach! 
we need to make some plans. Because <laughs> um, I would love to go see Detective Pikachu there. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, no, that that theater is so cool. I can't sing its praises more. But like I, the I got to see uh, Fruitvale Station there. Um, Smallfoot Beach Bum was there. Um, oh, Fantastic Beasts, the second Fantastic Beasts movie. Um, and now this, and there's probably something else in there that I'm forgetting, but it, it really is. It's just a fun experience, especially like when the people who are also in there eating with you are into the movie, which like the people up front kind of were, there was a guy, like there was a guy by himself to the, um, left of me who was super into it. And it's like, okay, at least the three of us back here are into it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that movie, I don't know if I want to give too much away. It's just, it was really, really fun and really stupid. And I'm gonna make this joke because I think I made the joke with Beach Bum and because you kind of already know the shit that's going down in Serenity without me saying too much. Oh, yeah. But it really, it, it felt like the second DLC <laughs> for Serenity. <laughs> for it. And I said this that This is when they were like, someone, someone sat down, someone sat down and was like, dude, zombies are still big. It's like, they haven't been big since like the third time Call of Duty did zombies. I'm like, no, yeah. no, no, no. We're going to do a zombie DLC. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, no. And I whispered that to Devin because it opens up and I'm like, I feel like I am just watching a video game. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. And I mean, um, that's Jim Jarmusch all over yeah. does like weird kind of weird, weird indie shit. shit his entire career. So like, I'm not surprised by that. But, like, I was hesitant about this movie because like just don't see zombie movies very much anymore because Neither we like I. overplayed them for so long and like Shaun of the Dead was like the thing that was like okay we've done it we can put the nail on the coffin of zombie movies because we finally made we made a perfectly good parody of them that mm. means it's time to move on and then World War Z came out two years later and we're like okay we're still doing this and we kept like coming out with zombie movies I still like World War Z uh, no I, I just don't I, I've never been into zombies like I've never I, the only time I've ever watched a zombie movie, like, this is the first one I think I watched willingly. That could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's the first one I've ever been like, yes, I am going to go see that. Uh, because World War Z I had to watch in class. Um, and Warm Bodies I had to watch in class. And White Zombie I had to watch in class. And Night of the Living Dead. So, yeah, all of those I had to watch in class, so I was forced it's to so watch them. so weird that you watched Warm Bodies in an academic setting. Mm, yeah. I just think about that. Like, I, I went and saw that movie. There's a lot just of because, weird like, things in that, episode, in that class. Like, I went and saw that with a friend because we liked Nicholas Holt. That yeah. was like, the only reason we watched that movie. And it was fine, yeah. but, like, an extremely... It's cute. For, yeah, it's a very yeah. cute and extremely forgettable experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like... I mean, this is the same class where I watched Blade and we got yelled at for laughing. At Blade. Oh, my God. I've told you that it's story. It's a very serious moment. Yeah. I've told you that story. I think you have, yes. Um, yeah, so, but those are, that's the only time I've ever really watched a zombie movie. I think, I, again, I could be mistaken, but it's just like Shaun of the Dead, I did not realize was a, a joke movie when it was on in the background one night, and it scared the shit out of me for some reason, because, again, I didn't get it. Because I was just watching clips of it from here and there. Yeah, and it was, was all say, the zombie scenes. Right, because um, the zombie scenes are the action scenes. Yeah. Everything else is dialogue. And if you're not paying attention to the dialogue, you miss all of the jokes yeah. in that movie, yeah. basically. Yeah. And, I, I mean, the my favorite part of that scene is the Don't Stop Me Now scene. Like, that's, the, that is, I will watch that scene, no problem. It's the other stuff that freaked me out. But now <laughs> I think I could watch it and be fine. Um... But yeah, this movie was so much more than a zombie movie. <laughs> it was just really, really fun. It's a what I've been how I've been describing it is that it is a very monotoned movie with action. That sounds about right. 
Yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah. about right for Jim yeah. Jarmusch. Seems like a type of guy who would sit in a room and never, never change levels whatsoever yeah. for like an hour straight. Yeah. yeah. It, and it works. Like it, it just, it's so dry and it just works so well. But yeah. <laughs> oh, I could talk about how we went to Boneheads and tried to order beer and were told there is no beer. And then as we were leaving and paying the bill, the the staff was like, oh, hey, so what are we doing about the employee's beer? And the owner said, oh, well, Yingling works, which is what we went there to order specifically. I don't understand how, like, were you there, like, right before closing? Did they seem to think that they were closing up, which is why they didn't want to, like, because um, here's the thing. Like, it's not like you disconnect everything when you close up a bar. Like, you might put some plugs in and you might, like, turn the, like, the tap. You might, like, there's, like, a handle situation where it's, like, up and down, tapped and untapped and all that. Like, there's a thing. It's mm. not like I'm saying you do nothing. But that's, like, an easy 30-second fix. It's not like It's not like you would be, like, if you're out of beer, that's a problem for when you open the next day. That's not, like... That's not like a thing that's like, oh, yeah, we're out of beer for the night. It happens. That's like we're out of beer for the night, which means we're out of beer to work tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) It was um, I think they were either testing the kegs or they were they had to change the kegs out or something. So they needed to get, you know, leveled. I I don't remember. I don't know. They were changing them out or something. There was. Sure. It wasn't because of closing, because we did get there maybe an hour maybe an hour and a half before closing um so it it wasn't it but it specifically wasn't because of that okay. it was just like the girl came to our table we asked for yingling because there's a special with um yingling and wings and she was like we're not doing any drafts so instead we just got soda and then spe- they specifically were like oh yeah yingling works that's so that is so weird yeah and it's like okay why couldn't we get our beer then like what the yeah so i don't think we're going back there (laughs) no because that just sounds like they were screwing with you guys for Mm -hmm. some reason yeah so but yeah Uh. it's a pretty good week a lot (laughs) happened i forgot that the yingling thing happened I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. <laughs> you started talking, I was like, wait, I've heard this story. Yeah. But in real life, not on the podcast, so it doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It needs to I've be validated done... on the podcast. Yeah. I've done, again, a whole lot of nothing. Been working. <laughs> I did another overnight shift, but this one was fine. It wasn't as weird. Um, no haunted no fitness haunted centers nothing. this time. Yeah, no. Yeah. This one it went by a lot faster than the first one, and I can't well, tell good. why. I I, I don't know. I don't know what happened because it's been like a month between them. So it's not like I was doing like these all the time. But mm. anyway, that's so uh, good, though. A, a shift. Going I mean, yeah, by I'll fast that. is. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it over like running around like a uh, madman, madman. <laughs> and it also dragging like crazy. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. But it's giving me more time to listen to audiobooks. Um, I am personally doing the whole like you know the amazon workers are all on strike right now so like from yesterday and today for the prime day sale so like didn't listen to stuff yesterday that. and today yeah the amp the like warehouse workers a bunch of them i forget i don't know if it was one specific warehouse or it was all of them yeah. but a bunch of them at least went on strike for the prime day sale uh and asked were like just don't use amazon products for two days and use private all that it's like well i'm gonna buy anything off prime anyway but i did forget that audible is, is an amazon thing for uh. like hours so like yeah. i was like 10 o'clock on monday i was like shit i'm listening to audible i'll just stop this for two days yeah. that seems fair um but uh so like i'm slowly making my way through salem's lot still mm-hmm. uh king's second book yeah. uh because i made it through carrie which is great salem's lot still good definitely a book written in the 1970s definitely <laughs> a lot of liberal use of the f word oh. and i don't mean the four letter one <laughs> Oh. I mean the gay slur. Oh, damn. Yeah, because it's, it's funny because, like, when a book is written now, mm. and then we were like, oh, we said it in the 70s or the 80s, and so the people just use that word all the time and all that. You're like, yeah, that's great. You still didn't have to do it. Yeah. But then you actually listen to a book or read, listen to a book or read a book from that time, and you're like, shit, they were using it all the time. And mm. I can't 
tell them now to go back and change it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's just weird to think of like, because this happened in when I was listening to The Dark Tower too, because the N-word would come up a couple times because there was a black woman from the 60s in that book, in, in that book series. So it came up, not a lot, but a few times. It definitely, like, you get this picture in your head of a white guy <laughs> sitting in an audio booth, probably with a drink in his hand, <laughs> reading reading from this book, and just kind of plowing through those words yeah. like, like they're nothing. <laughs> yeah. And they just, they just hit you weird yeah. <laughs> these days. So, uh, but Salem's Lot's still, an, like, still a good book, uh, despite that uh, unfortunateness. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird one because, like, Carrie is great. Carrie is a great uh, short book because it's structured so weird. Did I talk about this last week? About how Carrie is actually written? Um, I don't I think don't I did. I don't think so. You so, mentioned Carrie. But I don't yeah. think you mentioned how it was written. So Carrie is written as, um, like, you've got, you know, the third, the, the third person narrator mm. part telling you, you know, about basically the week. Do you know the story of Carrie, by the way? Um, I know like, she gets pig blood dumped on her. And then she basically goes, goes to, like, uh, telekinetically yes. crazy and kills the town. Okay, yeah. cool. That's all so, I know. That's basically the story. Here's the thing. <laughs> like, the, like the, big, the big scenes that you see in the movies and that, like, you see in all the clips, those are, like, the big scenes in the book. She gets her uh, first period in yeah. the shower yeah. at, wor- at, at work at school. Mm-hmm. So I've <laughs> and, seen... Like, freaks out. Yeah, I knew that. And then it's like a week of kind of uh, like kind of the, the, the like aftermath of that hazing event where like some of the students are, you know, put in this like massive detention and some of them are straight up allowed not to go, not allowed to go to prom, which is where the pig's blood thing comes in because they're pissed at Carrie for them not going to prom now. Yeah. Even though they were the ones being, were being jerks and yeah, all that. Exactly. And then so, so you get that whole story, but then it's also interspersed with like uh books and stuff that were written after the after the event it's ca- it ends up being called like the white like the, or the i forget the name of the town i think it's like champlain or something he makes it up it doesn't matter he wipes it off the map but but it's like the champlain main uh event or the carry white event or something and so there's like a state commission put together to find out what happened because all of a sudden the like the world has to deal with the reality that telekinesis is real and like people are people who survived the night are writing books and trying to convince people that it wasn't their fault that this happened in all other like like police interviews afterwards so it's like bouncing back and forth between like a third person narration of the the events as they're happening and then it's like and now here's a chapter that's an excerpt from My Name is Sue Snell, How I Survived the Carrie White Event in Champlain, Maine. And is then it's it... just, it's, it's, so it's like he, this woman from like 1980-something telling you about this thing that happened in 1977. So is it is it kind of like Give a Boy a Gun? Probably. I haven't read Give a Boy but a Gun. More, so Give a Boy a Gun is um, about the Columbine. Okay. Um, I think. Yeah, I know it. Uh, yeah, it has to be for for that. Um, yeah, because it's about a school shooting. <laughs> um, but I did not laugh. <laughs> I did not mean to laugh. It was me laughing at myself or correcting myself. Laughing at you, laughing at your memory. Yeah, yeah, I do that all the time. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Want to make sure people know I'm not laughing at that. Um, but that was one that we had to le- we had to read in school, um, in middle school and probably in high school, but it's basically all, um, excerpts of, or interviews of like people, um, talking about it and how, you know, how they survived or what they saw or, um, certain things like that, but on a, on a real, you know, it's about a real thing that happened you know um but it is like very much interviews and it has their name and then you know other like other little things about them before the actual excerpt happens or the interview happens so like that's all i can picture and then i also know that world war z is written that way too yes right it's It's all all interviews and aftermath yeah yes yes so it's really cool so it's a lot like that (laughs) yeah it's really it's really interesting so because then you start to realize that there's like that like the whole story takes place over only a handful of days it's just that it's all interspersed with like there's like this whole questioning from what they call the white commission which is the state you know the state government commission trying to find out what happened where they have this one 
girl that survived the whole night is like there and they're basically trying to put the entire blame on her because she was the only surviving person mm. that was there when Carrie got hazed in the first place okay. all right. and all that stuff. So that's all really interesting. So then Salem's Lot, straightforward narrative, like, you know, third person, just narration the whole time. But he's doing that thing uh, which uh, George R. R. Martin does in all of the, the Game of Thrones books, which is that every chapter is from someone else's perspective. Oh, so cool. like, so like, they only know what that character knows as they're going through with different information. So there's like three different storylines all converging on this vampire story that's going on in this town. But it's also the first like Stephen King ass Stephen King book, where like he the entire book is not even so much about the narrative that's going on as it is he's going to tell you like the entire history of this town. Oh wow! <laughs> and like through these characters that are that are there and like so-and-so's character that has been there for so many generations and there's all these other events that have happened in town that may have also been connected to the vampires and like so it's all this kind of convergence of yes there's a vampire story going on but that vampire story is also part of the whole town history of this place cool. so that's all really cool i love it when stephen king does that don't love it so much when he uses the slurs <laughs> so <it. laughs> yeah so so I'm listening to that right now. I've got like five hours left of that. Oh, okay. Right. It's also really, it's still like always fun to be like, oh, Carrie was a seven-hour book. Salem's Lot is a 17-hour book. Jeez. Who knows what The Shining is going to be because that's next. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That's going to be long. <laughs> I mean, I don't. It's so, it's so I only know because... a little bit of The Shining, but I just know. Well, the biggest thing long. about the yeah, the biggest thing about the book of The Shining is that it is so much build up before things actually start happening. Um, Salem's Lot was like this too. Like, there's like a thing that happens at the beginning that's like, uh, that I mean, horror movies do this all the time, right? Like mm. Scream. Scream does this where it's like, Drew Barrymore gets killed, and then it's like 20 minutes before someone else gets killed because they've got to introduce all the characters now and like do yeah. their own thing. Yeah, exactly. So, same thing with this is it's like, vampire attack. Well. Well, here's the entire history of this town I made up, and here's where it exists in Maine, and here's, there was a fire in 1951, let's talk about that for a little bit, and let me introduce my characters, and then we're going to talk about those characters and how they interact with this, and oh, this happened, and then it's like, oh my god. <laughs> By the time of, but then, all of a sudden, it takes like one thing, like, it's like, the, the whole time that he's like, telling the history of this town, you're like, when is it going to happen? When is it going to be the, the time when I turn the fucking page and someone fucking dies and then it happens and then it just doesn't stop happening oh my God. for the rest of the book? That's crazy. Uh, like I, the, the, all the that breather would have been nice. Yeah. The Shining is like the Shining is like that, too, where it's like, oh, yeah, let me tell you the entire history of the Overlook Hotel and everything that happened before in the Overlook Hotel and we'll give you the entire family history of the Torrens family. And then we're going to slowly tell you about how that's that's slowly breaking apart and i guess now is when jack will do something when there's a fourth of the book left yeah that's the time that's the time to actually get into the story now the entire the entirety of stanley kubrick's film is like the back end of that book oh <laughs> that's great uh so listen to that been playing a lot of mario maker yeah, uh, obviously that makes sense playing a lot of Seijin's mario maker levels i tried that's to make a level well, I started. I started making a level, and uh, it starts off pretty good. I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna screw you guys up. Did you save it? Yes. For the last time you played, okay, because yes. don't want to lose all that work. Uh, I mean, that game it's is not that much work. Because that game is structurally wacky, and you can't always tell when something is being saved or being done in that game. No, I got you. <sighs> yeah, no, uh, it wasn't that much. I didn't add that much. I I can't figure out the tunnel system, so it's probably just going to be a single, <laughs> single Oh, the, like, screen. pipe underneath? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. That's the thing, going because... Going through and all that. Especially with it being Mario Maker 2, there's a lot of knowledge they're expecting people to bring into it if you don't want to sit through, like, yeah, tutorial yeah. videos. So, um, the secret is, Dale, that it's always all single screen. So, when you create a pipe, like, the pipe system, what you have to do is basically take everything that you've built on that level and raise it up in the level and then just build the underground underneath it. So, it's not like there's, like, a separate screen you go to or anything. It's literally just, like, Wait, like if you, if you zoom out the entirety of the underground you can zoom and Yes. I you didn't know that. Right, I think if you click the right thumbstick, it should pop out so you can see, like, the whole thing you're working oh, with. Oh! Oh! That's <laughs> a game changer, Zach! Made, 
this game is not made intuitively, sadly, because it expected a lot of people were basically going to be. Hey, remember everybody who bought the Wii U and definitely bought Mario Maker? You're the ones that are buying this game now, right? Not a brand new slew of people who own the <laughs> Switch for the first time. <sighs> Mario's dumb. Mario, Nintendo is dumb. <laughs> Nintendo is super dumb sometimes. That's literally that's a game changer that I can zoom out and look at my entire thing. Mm-hmm. That makes me very happy. I'm gonna <laughs> screw you guys up. Oh man, Seijin screwed me up. Are you kidding? I took me four hours to get through a level <laughs> Seijin created the other day, and then Devin finished it in like 30 minutes, and I was so mad. <laughs> hours of trying to figure out the timing, and I was so excited when I finally it was this whole thing where you get on like a moving platform and it's taking you around all these spikes, and you have to stand on the spikes in the right way so they don't kill you. Yeah. And I finally got, and you're collecting keys as you go around, and I finally do it, and I get through the door, and there's another room. I thought I was going to get to, like, the flag at the end of the level. It's like, no, <laughs> you just figured out the first third of this level. Um, yeah, Devin, Devin was, I was, I was, like, driving around, and Devin was playing it, and it, so it probably took, I don't even know how long it took him. We weren't, I don't know how long we were driving around, because I picked him up from work, and the traffic sucked. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, because Rhode Island. Well, because traffic and there's accidents everywhere. And it's just, it was just awful. <laughs> so, yeah, getting home was like an hour to maybe like an hour. And it was ridiculous. So, yeah. But I'm sorry that Devin took <sighs> so fast. He just, he, yeah, he just beat my world record all of a sudden. And it was like literally within a minute. I got so excited. I finished that level. I finally did it. I sit down. And then all of a sudden this notification pops up that just says, Fox Zero has beaten the world record. I was like, you son of a, no. I had it. It was in my hand. No. No. Um, did you play Devin's level? I didn't know Devin made a level. He, I think he sent it to the Discord. Oh God! I'll have to try. I'll I, that up. I did the first clear, and I have a world record on it. So boom! I'll never take it away from you, no matter how I'm hard it tries. Sure, you will. No, but you still get like marked as having like first clear and having a world record on oh. like your your yeah. thing. I, so when you go, if, if why you I go... play new courses all the time because I'm the always the first person to clear yeah. a level, which means I'm always someone that's getting a world record on that. I uh I. <laughs> My Mario Maker journey has been very short in that I watched Devin build a level. I was like, I want to play that level now. It took me... He, Devin kept looking at it, and he's like, oh, people have tried it two times. People, so many people, It's gotten so many plays. I'm like, Devin, I'm pretty sure that's all just me. Because when you look at it, at least when it first happened, there was like maybe... 20 plays, maybe 300 plays. I don't even know how many plays, but um, it took me a long time. And when you see what the level is, Zach, you're going to laugh at me. I'm not good at Mario. Did he just, like, remake the first, the World 1-1 level? No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I'm just very bad at Mario. And then I tried a few other courses, and I was like, nope, can't do these. And, and I kept dying and dying, and Devin was like, can I try? I was like, no, because you're going to beat it. I eventually let him do it, and he beat it, like I said. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not good at Mario. I don't know what happened to my voice. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice during this episode. <laughs> um, I'm like, yeah, I'm not good at Mario. And then I tried Seijin's level, but I tried it Devin's way of, like, I don't know if he the... Yeah, we learned something about the fact that I apparently did it the way Seijin intended, and he was like, finding secret yeah dark ways to yeah, get through this yeah. thing so i was trying to do it the devon way and then i couldn't do it the devon way so then i tried it the intended way couldn't do it the intended way oh my way. god no because it's not just like you stand in one place and let it go like an auto run level you have to like make tiny little pixel length adjustments to where you're standing so you don't get hit by spikes as you're going through very quickly it, oh, um my... the and we are talking about not we're talking about the the one with the hat, right? The stroll, the evening oh, stroll. Oh, sorry, no. I was talking about pixel perfectionist. Yeah, or no, whatever no, 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 no. I haven't. I'm not even going near that one, based <laughs> on what you two have been saying. So yeah, no. Sorry, Seijin. No, I'm not going near that. I'm talking about the evening stroll one that I can't beat. That 
is laughable, and I understand that. I'm bad at Mario. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh when you say that. It's just the Dude, way you you're say. fun. It, it's the oh. truth. I'm bad at Mario. There's a reason why I don't play it. It's the reason why I stopped playing Mario Galaxy Odyssey. Not whatever. Fuck it. It's you and platformers. You're just not a platformer person. I like some platformers. I'm pretty <laughs> good at some of them. I'm great at Mylon. I'm always gonna bring up Mylon anytime every, platforms. Every chance. Any chance I get. I'm great at Mylon. I'm pretty good at Broforce. Yeah, those are different. I mean, <laughs> other things are going on in Broforce as well. God, Broforce. Um, Broforce is a, a game. What's another one that I'm really good at? Oh, nope, that's not a platformer. I'll find <laughs> other ones that I'm good at. Art, retro arcade games that you've never touched before? Yes. You're good at those? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Apparently. Oh, man. My only other big thing, let me, I'm trying to remember what I've been watching, because, like, I started, like, I'm trying to slowly make my way through Lost. other things, so I'm trying not to, like, binge them. Yeah, so, like, I've watched, I rewatched the pilot of Lost, the two-part pilot of Lost, which is still very good television, but every time I watch it now, I have to remember, like, I wish I had never been told this, but there was a point in the development of Lost where Matthew Fox was supposed to die and Evangeline Lilly was just supposed to be the main character, and I want that show now. Mm. I would rather watch The Wasp fight smoke monsters <laughs> in Hawaii than seven, se six seasons of this show, but I'll watch it anyway. Oh, I still man. liked it. I'm one of the few people that got to the end of Lost and was like, nah, that was pretty good. I've, <laughs> so, never seen it. I've never seen it. I just made the joke from I Love You, Man. Got a Hobbit. And it's got the Wasp, and it's got <clears throat> John Locke, who is actually the character from Lost. I forget other things Terry O'Quinn has done. Got the guy from that show that was just serious Chuck uh, Intelligence. Oh. Yeah, Josh Holloway. Yep, okay. He's in that. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I know the Curly guy. Oh. Not Curly. What's his name? Is that his? Curly guy? Uh, Hurley. Hurley. Oh, Hurley. Yes, Hurley's still I good. I said Curly. I want you to know <laughs> that you did not mishear me. I just said it wrong and realized my mistake. Curly hair, pure of heart. Yeah. Ah, oh, Hurley. Hurley's so good. Yeah, I know, Hur <laughs> I know Hurley. The only other thing I know is that there's a there's someone who goes, "Don't ever tell me what to, do. don't ever tell me what I can't do ever." There's someone I mean, who says that. That has to come up somewhere in the show. Yes. <laughs> Like I'm somewhere up in there. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of dramatic fighting about there's a like, hatch. There is a hatch. There's I interesting. I there's only know that because I love you, man. What I what I find great about the hatch is that the hatch was the first moment that people had to realize that J.J. Abrams really didn't know what the fuck he was doing with this show when he started. <laughs> I think J.J. Abrams had a idea of what he wanted the end of that show to be and like a really good pilot in mind. And after <laughs> that, he just kind of filled in some space in between. <laughs> Because the hatch was great. The hatch is this amazing, amazing, just like, I mean, it is just a locked door for yeah. all of season one, which is perfect. Because you never have to talk about what's behind a locked door. You just have to have people freak out about it. And then the second that, like, season two opens and you learn what's in the hatch, you like it's like, oh, oh, this is great. Because this means he's going to be fucking juggling so many things. He just immediately started spinning eight plates. To start this, uh, to start season two, and tell oh, you what's in the man. hatch, and it's fantastic. Oh man, yeah, I, it's one of the shows that I always want to go back to and watch now that it is so far removed um, from society. <laughs> it's, it's also like a very post nine eleven ass show. Yeah. JJ um, Abrams, in, in, in general, like his sci-fi is very much post nine eleven sci-fi because you've got Cloverfield, which is yeah. you know big mysterious attack on a city and not knowing if you can trust the people in charge to tell you what's going on and then like fringe it's all about like the government dealing with massive like like covering up massive bioterror attacks yeah. basically and like and so like lost is like a plane crash god that's not political in any way <laughs> and then of course it's like oh can we trust the middle eastern guy Versus the other people. Hey, there was a U.S. Marshal on this plane, and someone was in handcuffs. I wonder who it was, says 
racist Josh Holloway in the first episode of this show. Yeah, like that's the type of thing you're dealing with with a show that comes out in 2004. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was just like, that show came out in 2004? And 2004 to 2010, yes. We are less than 10 years, we are still less than 10 years away from the end of Lost and we are still dealing with that. But yeah, Lost Lost premiered in 2004. Went six seasons. Jesus, I don't ask me how, because at least three of those seasons sworn. definitely make no damn sense. Time travel gets involved. Oh, it's great! It's so I good. I could have sworn that that show started while I was in middle school, but it didn't. I, I guess not. That's crazy. <laughs> um, and then I've been like rewatching, rewatching Gravity Falls, like episode by episode. I, I try to like. To... That's a show that like especially in the early episodes, I I always start slow with, and then at some point, I just can't stop myself, so I'm trying to, like, limit myself to that. So I'm, like, watching Adventure Time and Steven Universe, too. Two shows <coughs> that I have tried to start a thousand times and have never gotten through. Servers but... the Force of Evil you should watch. <clears throat> yeah, I know, that's in there, too. I watched the pilot to star, like... Did you? At the beginning of this year, and have not gone back to it. <laughs> So I'm working my way there. I'm working my way there. I so, did. It's great. Yeah, I started Gravity Falls, and it's just like I haven't. I loved it. I loved what I saw. I just haven't gone back. It it follows the same trajectory that again, Adventure Time and like Steven Universe, and I think Star might do this too. You would know better than I would, but like a lot of these kids and preteen oriented shows that have started coming out where it's like they start off really episodic and goofy Mm. and then all of a sudden something like a switch gets turned and then it becomes like narrative and lore yep Yep. lore for (laughs) for like the whole thing and it becomes this huge massive story so like getting through the opening parts of those series where it's like all of the goofy like one-off episodic stuff is always the stuff that i stumble on but like Steven Universe just announced that their movie's coming out. Yeah, and... which makes me want to watch Steven Universe. Exactly. Because I saw the and... poster for it, and I'm like, that looks so freaking cool. And, like, <laughs> when Adventure Time had its finale, I was like, I can't watch that finale because I know I'm going to have no idea who any of these characters are or what's going on. But you know what they're going to have? And I was right. I was like, they're going to have a good fucking song at the end of that series, though, because that that they, they both of those series became really synonymous with having, like, really good music because Rebecca Sugar worked on both of them. Yeah. Um, so, like, I was like, I bet I'm right. And sure enough, that series finale happened, and people were talking about it and how happy they were with the ending. And I was like, I'm going to just type in Adventure Time finale song and see what comes up. And there were two because there's just, like, they, they extended the end credits song into like its whole thing at the end which is good and then they also wrote a very special song for that finale which i have listened to and choked up to every time a million times for a series i know nothing about ultimately (laughs) it's just a very good song yeah so i keep telling myself i'm gonna sit down and just watch these damn shows at this point i am in the same boat as you but at least you've started (laughs) (laughs) so i'm going like so like my i'm trying to like limit them just like like we used to watch TV. Yeah. It's like I can watch like one episode of each of these or like two episodes of each of these a day. That's mm-hmm. it. And I have to cycle through them and keep up on all of them. I can't just binge one of these forever. Yeah. And then I'm watching Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> a show that just keep putting on. Oh my and God. I cannot stop myself. Oh, my God. I, it's so good. Dale, it's so bad it's, and it's, it's so my, good. It's in my it's in my queue on Netflix, like, and I think I have it on Hulu. Is it on both? Uh, it's at least on Netflix. I don't know Netflix. if it's all on Hulu because I know Netflix. What happened was Netflix picked it up for its fourth and now its fifth and final season is coming. Yeah. So it might only be on Netflix now. Okay. Um, it but, is in my my queue though. Yeah. <laughs> What's great is that like, I'm like midway through the second season and i just hit an episode where they finally explained what the hell his relationship is with the police department in la Mm -hmm. because it's just like he just starts hanging out with this detective and going to to crime scenes with her and then it's just kind of like people just accept that at some point and then it's like 10 episodes into season two where someone finally says the words oh yeah he's a private consultant with the lapd Jesus. <laughs> it's like we just never bothered explaining that before we just wanted you <laughs> to try and get there on your own we just figured you would accept this was a thing because he's still a nightclub owner it's like well, that's his actual job 
So it's just like he just hangs out with this woman all day and everyone's fine with it that he's like going to crime scenes and touching evidence and nobody seems to care. <sighs> Ridiculous. That's great. <laughs> well, he's just so good. Tom Ellis is such a good lead for that show because he's just so smarmy. Oh, I love it. So, uh, I also love, for whatever reason, I love a show that deal. I, I'm not a religious person. I stopped going to church 12 yeah. years ago now. Yeah. And yet, I love shows about, like, God and the devil and demons and angels and all that shit. I get that. I like, that's why I like Supernatural so much. Yeah. I just, like, I like the, like, like, like I like seeing the ways... Much in the way that, like, a horror franchise is great, like, ten movies in, and you have to f figure out how they've decided to put all their convoluted shit together. Watching a show about religion try and explain how it deals with the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> like, like how the hell Lucifer, like, how the Lucifer story exists in this world they've created of a procedural cop show is great. Because it's just like, oh, yeah, by the way. Yeah. That, that I mean, I, there's, I want to watch that Good Omen show. And it's it's very big on religion. I it's like big on oh, yeah, that too. All about the Christ and all that. All yeah. about it. And it's like yeah, it, religion is fun to watch happen on, on <laughs> in, in media. <laughs> Just like in that in that beautiful movie we watched for our fiftieth episode. Oh, you mean episode 50 that yeah. I just li Oh, God. I just re-listened to our episode because you were like, oh, we did a good yeah. episode. Yeah, I finally decided and to I was catch like, up oh on the. Oh my God. I finally, I was negligent in my duties for 14 weeks, and I haven't updated our, uh, that's like three months of not updating our, our YouTube channel, so I finally sat down to do it, and as it's like uploading and, and rendering and all that, I was like, I should listen to the episode, so YouTube lets you create tags, which yeah. my assumption is that for search purposes, yeah. like, the so I've been trying to add more of those for all of the random shit we talk about, <laughs> so I was just straight up listening to episode 50 and i was just like the fact that that our 50th episode starts with me groaning it's like yeah that sounds about right <laughs> oh man uh, but yeah no re it, religion is a fun thing it, it's cool it's it's yeah because like i'm not really a big religious person either i mean i especially never with, like, really went to church or anything like that so you know it's a thing i don't yeah i don't feel I mean, strongly with, like, one way or the other about religion it's just it's a thing. Some of it's especially cool, with like but... Christian stuff. Christian stuff is all over the place, and yeah. they're they're not. You know, I don't feel bad laughing at Christian stuff. <laughs> so it's like, yes, yeah, tell exactly. me about how tell tell me how this makes any sense about Lucifer like decides to leave hell and go to L.A. and open a nightclub, <laughs> and then just starts hanging out with this woman because she's. I don't know. He was bored one day. So he was just like, I'm going to hang out with this detective and start hanging and start checking out dead bodies. And then it's like other angels show up trying to figure out why the hell he left hell in the first place. <laughs> now his mom's involved. I didn't even know there was a mom. Lucifer is a mom? Yeah. So, like, I... so it's great. It's great. Just keep adding. Adding all this shit to it. See I'll, finish, I'll finish Hilda. And then... <laughs> Because I only have a couple episodes of Hilda left, and then maybe I'll start Lucifer, or I'll finish Magicians, because this talk of Lucifer has made me want to finish Magicians. <laughs> God. Uh, but that's been, yeah, so that's been my week. Yeah. Been... Silly, silly TV and then working both... and rendering YouTube videos. Yeah, we've both been, we've, we both had eventful weeks. That's good. Uh, that's but I think that's going to call it for yeah. this episode. Yeah. So you can find us on YouTube mm -hmm. uh, if you search Say Report Junior. We are up up to episode 50 is up there now, as well as all of uh, our first three hot topics and all of our Let's Plays, including The Great Gatsby. Yeah. Uh, great Gatsby. Um, <laughs> still proud of our three hours worth of Dream Daddy as oh, well. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Just uh, wait you... until we finally do Pokemon Sweet. Finally, Finally, one day. I mean, at this point, we might as well just wait for Sword and Shield to come out because we're just going to keep adding food Pokemon, apparently. Al Creamy. What a weird name. <laughs> don't! Don't! I love Al Creamy! <laughs> you can Because I read also... it as Alchemy, so it's like alchemy. It's great! <laughs> Sorry. You can also uh, find the podcast on whatever podcast <laughs> stuff you use, whether it's iTunes or 
whatever app Android makes you use or Spotify. Uh, it's probably the easiest one yeah. to find us. Um, and then you can find us on Twitter at Sarah Report Junior. And then you can find us individually. I am at Sir Whiskey. And I'm at Dale's Brain. <laughs> and on that note, we should go get ice cream. Yeah. Take Good. it away. Oh, yeah. Take Liz. it away, Liz. <laughs> we can't forget about Liz. I, like, forgot how we ended the show. I'm Jeez. sorry. <laughs> it has felt like a long time since we recorded. Because we're doing, like, a regular time record now That's and crazy. not, like, yeah. I know. All right. Well, take it away, Liz. Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.